This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Larry Richard, unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 41. Guys, I feel like we haven't been together in a few weeks, and I thought maybe we could just get caught up because Jim... Our partner here, Sheila, has an experience, I'm not going to say unlike any other, but right. for her, it was the first time. Right. It was my first time, but it wasn't a good one. What happened? Yeah, well, I got COVID. You got the COVID. I got the COVID. Got the COVID. I did. And how did you I was a COVID virgin, and I am no longer. <laughs> no, you are not. You're uh, better now. Yeah, but I, I hear it gets better. How did it feel? <laughs> More. You know, it felt just like a cold. I've been sicker when I haven't had COVID. That's the bizarre thing. I'm so jealous. But I'm a little bit tired. Now. Jealous. <laughs> jealous. Tired. So jealous of you. I know. You had it bad. You, had it, you said 24, 24 days. 24 days. You Larry were, was walking me through it. I'm telling you, I was on the phone with Jim. I was really concerned at one point because he was on the verge of calling the hospital. And what I didn't want him to have to go through is that if you get there. It's trouble. Who knows? All bets are off. But Slippery uh, slope. It was a little unnerving to go through that, even with him over the phone, because He's telling me that he's telling the doctor what to do. And the doctor, yeah, I'm calling. Why? Were I called Googling? our doctor, and now this is before the, 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 the vaccines. Nothing's out yet. It's still new. And I called the doctor, and the like, hey. nurse is like, hey, don't come in here. I'm like, what? Don't get near it. That's what? See, what do I take? Just just call if you have trouble. I'm having trouble now. <laughs> so I recommend, so I heard prednisone's good. Hey, that's a good idea. They heard what do you mean that's a good idea? Was good? That was good. <laughs> I heard it was good. They, they, then they gave me prednisone. It did help a little bit. Larry was talking me through. It's funny because it, it evolved. At the beginning, it was like, you know what? This isn't too bad, Larry. This really isn't too bad at all, this COVID thing. I think it's a little bit too much hype, and I'm, I'm feeling good. I remember good. the conversation. That lasted four days. Day five, I'm down and out. About day 10 or 12, I couldn't breathe when I walked, Ooh. but I could breathe when I sat down. And then Larry called, and, uh, and Cindy, his beautiful, lovely wife, said, do these breathing exercises, and they helped. So I did these breathing exercises and got my lungs kind of started to build the lungs back. So it took about two days, and the lungs came back. But now if I couldn't breathe, obviously when I was sitting down or struggled, I was going to call the hospital. But luckily, I was fine. So I was able to just make that. And that was a turning point. So I started getting better each day. But I had a fever of 101 for 24 days straight. Now, no, it's not. Nonstop, and it was uncomfortable. I had taste, but it had like a slight metal aftertaste. I had yeah, taste and smell. Yeah, I had to drive out to North Hills to get the test. This is how beginning. It's all the beginning. There's no kits. There's nothing at this time. So they said you have to do this. So I am sick. Is no, no one could drive me. I have COVID. They can get it. 
So I got to drive out to North Hills, and I toot my horn. I'm not kidding. They came out in hazmat suits. <laughs> they come in. They stick the Q-tips up my nose. Into your brain. In my car. I rolled a window down there in hazmats. I'm not kidding. I, I saw up. I don't get a boom. I, I get in. I, go, I did it, too. Did it, and they leave, and then they called, and then they said, uh, now here's the thing. They said, you got COVID, but I was praying I'd get it because here's why. If I don't have COVID and I'm this sick for two weeks, I'm dying or something. <laughs> so I was like praying it was COVID because at least I, I'm good with that. So she goes, you have COVID. I go, oh, I went, I go, oh, thank God. She goes, what? I said, thank God. If it wasn't COVID, I, what else would it be? What else? Come on. That's a that's an optimist, Sheila. Jim <laughs> Krenz. She agreed. And, and, and <laughs> remember agreed. when Donald Trump was president? And got it. They had to fly him to Walter Reed on the helicopter, Marine One, from the White House lawn. And I guess he was a little sicker than we knew, but obviously they gave him some of the stuff that we heard about. And now President Biden tested negative. He had it. And he's given that Paxaball, but he couldn't say it. When they made the announcement that he was COVID-free, he got up to the podium, and he couldn't remember how to pronounce the stuff he was on. So he basically said, you know that stuff I was on. No, we want to know. You know, the special stuff. So you survived. Yes, and I wasn't on that stuff. Yeah, it it, it wasn't that. Very, very fortunate. No, just Alivert and Advil. That's it. That's what I was told. You know what else is good? Yes. Tequila. Tequila. (laughs) Well, I I, I will say this. I did some whiskey shots. That's a good idea. That really was Did you really? Surprisingly. Just one a night. What and a was peanut it? butter whiskey in particular. Really good stuff. I never stuff. had peanut butter whiskey. It just like a it. shot of whiskey. I would just sip it, and it really made me feel better. I'm not advocating uh, for the use of alcohol, just so you know. Oh, well, it did make me feel better. If you're a Pittsburgher, everyone knows you grew up, how many grandmothers gave you hot toddy? Yeah. Which was basically tea and bourbon or some kind of whiskey. They knew and what they were doing. When you had a cold or flu, you had a little hot toddy. <laughs> and, it, and it worked. So you had hot toddies. Peanut so butter. you were on vacation, though, weren't you? Uh, well, I was on vacation for a day. And wow! Then turn around and drive back. That's horrible. yeah. It was so. Awful. Now you got to plan a couple of weeks off in August, uh, right? I wish I could to make up. Can't for it. can't, but I wish I could. Yeah. Speaking of vacations, you two been anywhere this summer? Nothing I went yet. To Colorado. You to Colorado? I was, stayed I was in that. a cabin at ten thousand feet with Pikes Peak in view near Colorado Springs. Wow! And. The first thing I realized is there was no noise. I'm like, this is too damn peaceful. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're so used to, especially you living in the South Side, Jim, you know, with all yes. the activities, especially sure, the when you're out after midnight on the weekends running around Absolutely. East Carson Street. A lot of action. With all those crowds. Absolutely. Creating, it's like Mardi uh, Gras. Yeah. I ziplined yeah. at 7,000 feet. Wow, what was that like? Okay, was Top that five sc- zip line in the world. Oh, was that scary? How far? Yeah, I, I, at one I, point I, on one of the lines, you go 45 miles an hour, and you're on a zip line uh, over with a drop in the canyon. And you're looking down. Well, you're trying not to. Uh, Are you thinking, uh, did anyone ever fall? I guess they yeah, tell you, you ask the same questions over in and your over. mind, and yeah. you, you get a little locked into it, so you freak out a little bit. <laughs> so what I thought I'd be clever, there were eight of us in our group, I thought I'd go last. You know, and then I kind of size up what's going on. Well, we went up to the top of this platform on the first zip 
and then they turn them around. I went first. Oh! <laughs> and uh, this one cool You're... dude, you know, recreational marijuana is legal out there in Colorado. Oh, so I'm thinking he's a little stoned. Yeah, you want that guy leading away? Hey, man! He goes, mm-hmm. "You're pretty brave going first. I'm like, "Not really. Yeah, I'm not really brave. <laughs> nice. Can we switch? <laughs> Did you so, check all you... the cables ahead of time? Oh too? yeah. These. I mean, it, at that point, it's. You know, kiss it up to God. But you know, I'd I'd zip line before I'd bungee jump. I did both. There's no way. You bungee? I bungee jumped. You did? Yes. Where? Station Square. It was for a radio promotion. Station Square. And it was the strange. I was wondering why no one at the station wanted to do it. And I just started radio. I didn't even know what was going on. They said, we need someone to bungee jump. I'm thinking it's a cool bungee jump somewhere. We're driving to the promotion. I'm like, where is this? They go, Station Square. I'm like, what? I look, it's an old crane that looked like something from the 60s. 200 feet in the air. They bring me up, and I'm going to bungee jump off this crane, and they're going to be there for the weekend, I guess, to sell the bungee. But this guy is running it who is just in overhauls, covered in grease. I don't know why he's covered in grease. No teeth, and he just con- he's running the whole thing. And the whole time I'm in the little pillbox, and we're going up 200 feet, and it's all I kept seeing. Is this connected? The bungee. And connected. you felt confident he, because no, I didn't. He goes, "It's connected. You could trust me. It's connected." I'm like, "I don't trust you because it's connected." That's what we have lost, and nobody died. Nobody died yet. 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 You could be the first. Nobody though. died yet. So I almost didn't do it. I looked out and I thought, "There's cameras there. There's TV." I said, "I got to do it because I'll be agitated by my buddy Harry and everybody for everyone." I can't believe you chickened out. So I, <laughs> I just did it, man. I just jumped and. Never did it again. It was my last and only one. Because if I'd have died, what was that like? It was a, it was terrifying. And if that thing snapped till this day in the parking lot <laughs> in Station Square, you'd have a chalk line, and people would go, "Don't park there. That's your Jimmy Crane died." <laughs> Look at the chalk. No one's allowed to you park know what? in that space. We would have built some sort Thank of you. memorial Thank to you, you, though. There'd been we'll one less space. You. People would have been mad. It was full. Good luck. Why do we, can't park there? Your Jimmy Crane hit the Hey, so hit when the you're pavement. when you're on the descent, mm-hmm. and it, you know it's holding onto your ankles. Yes. You're looking down at the ground. I have this thing about looking down oh, yeah. at the ground, apparently. You're just, like, yeah. Did, what are you thinking when you're going down I hope there? I, don't, I hope I don't uh, defecate myself. <laughs> That's not exactly what I was expecting. Because there's TV cameras. I didn't want the news, you know, that going to the news. Man oh. defecated himself tonight. Here he is. And then he showed me forever. at the yes. pinnacle. So I was worried about it. But no. Yeah, it's pretty. And you're just, <clears throat> I'm just hanging there. I'm hanging her like a dingleberry, just hanging out. <laughs> like, oh my God, Jim, that's was hilarious. Not, yeah, and they lower you down, and I cried, of course, like a baby, and I was good. It was fun. <laughs> I was not a good advertisement for the thing. Hey, I'm, I was terrified. I'm, I'm really proud of our partner here, Sheila. <laughs> Jimmy, I saw him on Pittsburgh Today Live. They did a two part series. Mm-hmm. They took Jimmy up to the Comedy Museum in Jamestown, New York. That's and- real cool. It looks like a great place. I didn't even know it existed. It's not that far. How many oh, hour drive? Two, two and a half hours. Nice drive. Uh, you know, right past Lake Chautauqua. Driving. Unless I'm driving, get there in two hours. But, uh, you know, Mikey Hood was fantastic. And uh, we walked around the museum. And I showed her. I was there before, uh, you know, about a month earlier just to get a, a vibe for this piece. And we walked around. And we're going to do a two-part series that air Tuesday. Next Tuesday is uh, when this You'll be listening to this podcast. It'll be on that morning. You'd go online and catch both parts. But it's really interesting because it's interactive. You walk in, you get a little wristband. And then you you, talk, you go in you, on a computer, and now they file your name. You'll pick your favorite comedians. Like, who do you, there'll be hundreds of comedians. 
from from Chris Rock to Seinfeld. You'll pick to, to Steve Martin to whoever, George Carl, Sam Kennison, Sam Kennison's everybody, everything you think of. So they're all in there. You pick as many as you want. They want to get your vibe. Then we'll go to movies. What's your favorite comedy movie? Like what's your favorite top ten? So you hit like the top ten movies, and then you'll hit you know, Airplane, that kind of. Movie. So and then you'll uh, uh, then they have all this information on you. Ask a few more, you know, preferences. Do you like blue? Do you like only clean that kind of stuff like all comedy so now when you you have that as you go through they have these tables and you hit your wristband and then comedians will come up talking about comedy behind the scenes like what it's like to write what their jokes are how they how they structure their jokes how they felt on the first tonight show how they felt when they do tv behind the scenes they'll tell you but it's usually the comedians you like are the ones most likely that will they have a program to come up so you know seinfeld's one of or Chris Rock, they'll come up and be the ones talking in the interview, you know, Jim Gaffigan or whatever. And it, it's fascinating because you could just get lost there for hours. So they have a they have an entire room with George Carlin's doodles, like you know, like little notes. He leave around the room and his little notebooks. There's an entire room with all these. It's it's pretty wild. It's in detail. So, but it's actually the Lucille Ball Museum. But it's really the Comedy Hall of Fame. Really, that's what's going to. That's what's sort of becoming. It's a $50 million place. Is it? Yes. It's no game. I had no idea. How's come we never heard about it, this before? That's what, well, that, you know, that's just it. It's it's newer, I guess, in, in the last few years. It's it's starting to get hit its stride, and that's exactly why I was honored to be chosen as one of the people to, to represent it here for the Berg, because it's only two and a half hours, so I can promote it a little bit and tell people what it's about and explain it. Um, when you go to the, the, the museum part, where, where, you know, like the comedians, like, you know, Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Sebastian or Kafka and all that. That's cool. But then there's another building with the Lucille Ball Museum, which is basically all the things from Lucille Ball's show from I Love Lucy, which is if you if you read, start reading about how big this show is and how the impact on pop culture. She had 40 million viewers a week. If you think that's like a, that's like the ratings of an AFC championship game every week. Think about that. And the population of the country back then wasn't as, as great as it is now either. The, so the entire just, they, they had to move it to from Thursdays to Monday because of the economy. There were too many people staying home, not going out on Thursdays. You know, the restaurants because the beginning really they had to move it to Monday. That's how influential this show was. It, it was that's very similar to this podcast. Very much so. We've moved this mm-hmm. to, to now Tuesdays. That's why it's Tuesdays that we drop this thing. Right. It influences the economy. Yeah, but all seriousness, <laughs> the, the, the kind of power they had from that kind of rating revenue. That was the interesting thing. Uh, Desi Arnaz was a really important part of this team. They, were, they wanted to work together. Isn't that cool? They're just a couple that loved each other, and they wanted to really work together. And that's, what, that's why they took the show. Desi had a, had a job as a nightclub star. He made great money in, in the clubs. Uh, Doing the Latin American act, not many people were doing it in that that well. Uh, Lucy actually was a movie had movie movies under her belt, and she was beginning to become kind of into her own as a major movie star. So going to TV back then was a big deal. Not like now, if you did TV, you weren't going to do movies again. That's just how it was mm-hmm. back then. Right. Now you could do TV. That was a risk. Mm-hmm. It was a risk, and they took it because they wanted to work together. But the thing is, uh, Desi was a business genius. Now Lucy was a comedic genius. They had writers, but she was hands-on with a lot of writing. She was really brilliant, a genius. But he w- was one of the guys who figured out how to get uh, ownership of shows and, and, and you know syndication rights. So he, they made hundreds of millions with De- Desi Lu Productions, it becomes. Right. But he was the mastermind that started that whole template, the blueprint, 
to build those kind of shows that they do now. They get syndication, and mm-hmm. he figured out how to, how to, for the performers how to kind of control I heard some of the money and share. It was the first show that utilized the three camera. It was setup, his idea, which became yeah, it was his idea, mm-hmm. and it became the standard for comedy shows. Still, it's still yeah, exactly. And, and she was one of those people that was just really meticulous and was driving, like would drive people. To... Yeah, and we think of her. You, if you watch the show, mm-hmm. you think oh, she's just this ditzy housewife. But behind the scenes and in person, genius. She well, was. did you see Nita. that movie they made fairly recently with Nicole, Nicole Kidman? Kidman? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It goes, shows Very a accurate side of Lucille Ball. Right. Right. Oh, she's a person, you know. Yeah. But but it, it actually was great because it unveiled to me what a genius she was. Like you said, I thought eh, that's a comedic actress and really funny lady. But no, 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 no. She was more than that. So how much brilliant. is it to get in? And you say it's in Jamestown, New York. Uh, you know me. And since 1988, I haven't paid for anything ever. Right, that's true. I've paid for a drink. I've paid for anything. I just walk in places now. Thank God. But uh, do you remember when we stopped? I remember when I had to pay for stuff at you know, the bridge, the going <laughs> over to the south side, okay. and there was a woman that appeared to be homeless, and she had a sign. So we rolled down the window, and she could not wipe the smile off her face. She goes, "Oh my God, Jimmy Cram." <laughs> <laughs> Right, I do remember. Yes, that's sweet. That's sweet. That's awesome. I hope you it's gave her money. A, that's a true story. We did. That's cool. But the first thing she noticed was Jimmy Crab. She goes, fun. "Oh my God, Jimmy Crab!" <laughs> I thought that was so my people. That was so Pittsburgh. So I, I don't. I, I don't know. We have to look up the the amount to get in. But I got to tell you, whatever it is, it's worth it. It's not you know because they they do have a thing. I remember they had a thing where you can get like a pass. It's like I'm the guessing. All right, let's just guess. It's like. I'm going to say 35, 40 bucks, something like that, right? Because it's it's worth it. It's amazing. You spend all day there. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you spend two days there. But uh, they also have a, a pass you can buy for like a certain amount, like maybe 100 or whatever. You can go like all summer or something like that. You can go back. It's, like I said, it's only two and a half hours away. Don't quote me on those prices. It's best to look online. <laughs> Believe me. But it's really not outrageous. It's perfect, the price actually, well, point for what you get. But it's really close. While we're talking about TV shows, mm-hmm. how about Wally dying from Leave it to Beaver, Tony Dow. So I was sad. they mentioned first that he died, then they retracted it. So all the networks announced he died. And then a couple hours later, they go, no, nah, he's still living. But right. The, the strange right. thing is, wasn't it his wife yeah. that sent the message well, out? Had, told did, the how management did she team. Not well, he must have been get that laying there. Okay. And, you know, he's in hospice. Right. So end of life. And she thought that was it. So she called the management team and said, go ahead, release it. And then he was like, woke back up. Like Monty Python. Like, or no, Moonstruck. Remember when in Moonstruck, when the mother, he's, he goes to Italy, his mother's past, and next thing you know, it's a miracle. She got up and started cooking sauce. <laughs> well, he yeah. apparently lived another day, but then they had to reannounce that he died again. That he died but again. I, yeah. I, If that wouldn't have happened... It wouldn't have had the focus it had True. to find out a really deep and dark story about Tony Dow because he never became, he couldn't shake that image as the 12-year-old Wally. Mm-hmm. And it it made him angry, and then his anger turned to depression. He suffered from depression his entire life. The only thing that worked him out of it to a more normal place, he said, because he was recently interviewed on CBS Sunday Morning, mm-hmm. was sculpting. He became a sculptor, a, you know, and he 
actually had some of his works in the Louvre in Paris, in that museum. And that's where the story ends. So, wow. I mean, you wouldn't think of that. So you're 12 years old. What would the 12-year-old Jim Crenn or Sheila Hyland be if that's all people remembered every time they saw you? It had been downhill from there for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it had been all over. Yeah, My peak would have been too. at 13, and that's the end. Uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what's funny is that, that that show was such a uh, you know pop culture fan favorite that friend of mine last year, and I, I, I wish I'd have went. My friend said, and she ended up going, uh, said, hey, they're having a, a cruise in a Tony Dowens, yeah, and they have a beaver cruise in, in Jerry Mathers, and you can meet him and hang out with him on the cruise. And I didn't go. You she, didn't go? She went. I wish I went. I saw pictures of Tony Dow and the beaver. It was like a year, a little over a year ago. And uh, it was cool. Beaver looks, Jerry Mathers, he looks like beaver, but only older. Like, if you, you know, he the does. same face so, expression. Uh-huh. So he's like, yeah. but, but he's kind of, she said he kind of sounds like that, still you like know, the you, beaver, which is cool, real nice guy. because. He was in the same boat. Yeah. A little younger. He's not going to. But, but he just that. decided, well, the hell with it. I'm just going to embrace it. I'm always going to be the beaver. How are you going to cast them after you're the beaver? What are you going to do? Say, yeah. okay, what's that, 60s? Say there's the 70s. We're going to go, all right, we're casting taxi driver. De Niro or beaver? <laughs> beaver. No, De Niro. There you go. Well, so he's not going to get right. You talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. You talking to me? Wally? You talking to me? Who's in the mirror? It's not going to work. Auditions, probably. He probably auditioned. I probably had a make beaver it, right? encounter. You did not meet. Leave as. Oh, I am so jealous. It was jealous. Your wild COVID. Jealous. You one of the biggest beaver. holidays in Pittsburgh, St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah. We got a huge Irish American community here. Yeah. KDK TV sent me over. I was doing a show called Live at Five. They go, Larry. They got harp and fiddle in the Strip District. It's it's St. Patrick's Day. They go, they got a special guest. Jerry Mathers, the beaver, is there. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. why? Hey. I, I didn't know. Does He's he available. sing? Does he, is he going to do something? He's they go, just no. the beef. So here I am, and you can imagine that TV camera, Sheila, you especially know, that attract, that's like moss to the flame, right? <laughs> People just see the camera with the lights, and they, and they come wait. out of the woodwork. <laughs> so imagine this. We're live on the 6 o'clock news. Patty Burns, back in the day. Let's go live to Larry Richard. He's at the Harp and Fiddle in the Strip District with a special guest. And they're chanting, Beaver, Beaver. <laughs> and it's packed. I mean, you look out in the crowd. You couldn't you couldn't put a postcard between people. That's how tight it is. And I go, and my job at that moment was to introduce <laughs> the Beaver to the crowd. So I go, happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, Patty. <laughs> We're here with Jerry Mathers. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Beaver. And the place went insane. Rockstar. <laughs> Rockstar status. So he embraced me in the Beav. Right. Wally didn't. See, you got to embrace it. I'm sure there were some bitter times where Beaver, like I said, I'm sure he went out for Godfather. He probably tried, he auditioned for everything, you know, dropped your gun, take your cannoli. Tried, tried everything. <laughs> and they just said, no, you can't have that bit, Beaver. How about Chinatown? No. Come on. <laughs> well, now Poor they're Beaver. doing, you know what? A lot of those guys are doing those cameo videos where people pay oh, yes. to have like, hey, right. I'm going to have the Beaver do a personalized video. And, and I guess some of those people can make a lot of money. Yeah, you see the cameo? Pop. Did you see the cameo? Net worth. Tony Dow, 
$4 million. Did bad for bitterness. Good job, Tony. You know, God rest your soul horrible. up in heaven. Uh, no, it's not well. It would have been not more, bad. though. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people listen and would be like, I'd, Well, I'd I know in the cruise, they charge, like, you know, it's $20 or something to get a photo with them and stuff. So, you know, I'm sure you got paid a little bit to go on the cruise or something. But think about it. If that's your job every week, if you get, like, you know, a couple thousand... Yeah, sign photos for twenty bucks. Try smart and go to conventions. They're in conventions. I know, but like it's a whole be industry. Stuck in this little box, though. Yeah, I'd make enough money to get therapy, and I'd be fine. <laughs> well, I can live with. It. Let's talk about cameo for a second. Who's the number one most expensive cameo? So it ranges. I think the cheapest is fifty bucks. Okay, that's like. I, I don't who's know. Who's the It'd number be, one I, uh, cameo? All right, let's guess. Uh, how about uh, J Lo? Beyonce. Well, yeah, they have like to be on cameo. I don't think those. Oh, they're probably not. Yeah, they're probably not. Cameo. They're probably own cameo. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be, uh, hard, it'd be hard to say. It could be an athlete, maybe. I don't know. I'll say she used to be an athlete. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Um, I'll give you a clue. See if you can figure it out. Okay. She used to be an athlete, an Olympic champion. All right. Mary Lou Retton. <laughs> That's not bad, right? Somebody like that. She's from West Virginia, right? <laughs> is, is yeah, it's probably some No. I don't know. Obscure. Wait, okay. A we skater? Can come, Jimmy, we can come up with this. this guy, no, we give us a, come on. I'm not, I'm not letting athlete. you go. Harry, summer, um, no. Summer Olympics? Come on. Uh, give me a uh, summer Olympian. Summer, way back. Um, way back. Way back. Cover of Wheaties. Oh, Wheaties box guy. Um, a woman. Dorothy Hamill. Ooh, no, but you're getting good. closer to the same era. Okay. Peggy Fleming. She used to be an athlete. Wait. When she wasn't. Right. Oh. Oh. Caitlyn She's talking about. I was, oh. Oh, I was say that's a that. trick question. I finally figured it out. Cover of Wheaties. Caitlyn Jenner. You want a cameo personalized by Caitlyn Jenner. It's $2,500. What? Really? And yeah. it's the number one? Would you pay it? Number one. Wow. I'm just saying. I, I mean, want what, but Jim? But Jim, what you would could you do charge? Some. You could do this. Oh, I got nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> Brett it sells on infomercials. It's, it's an, yeah, it's infomercials <laughs> money. Everything falls for nineteen ninety-five. Brett Favre, less than twenty. Four hundred dollars. Okay. Ray Lewis, three hundred thirty. Um, Kurt Angle's off. It was a hundred. Now seventy-five. Okay. Let's see all these. Uh, so there's that category: musicians. Let's see. Who do you want cameo? Do you know Bratty Cupcakes? I don't know her. She's yeah, is a, that a porn star? She's a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's. I'm not making that up, Sheila. Good name for porn star. Bratty Cupcakes not, is just know. 25 bucks. Really? That's a bargain She's see, a ter- Bratty. Hey, I'm only 1995. I'm close. <laughs> she's a tarot card You're reader. You're cheap, Jim. Let's she's see a tarot card reader. Yeah. Peter Noon of the uh, Hermits Hermits is 50. Whoa. See? Just to give you that some That means idea. Beaver would be pretty high. If, if Peter well, Noon's 50, I'm Jerry, putting yeah. Beaver at 50. Come on, let's put it in. Mathers. I'm putting Yeah, he comes right up. I'm going 50. How much? Jerry Mathers is. What do you think? But he's expensive. It doesn't say. Wait. It says the priceless. Follow. It says priceless. It's free. <laughs> Jerry Mathers. Here are some of the reviews. Wow. I've done a few cameos as gifts, and Jerry has been one of the best. My dad is going to flip when he sees this, this for Father's Day. I want that so bad. I want Jerry. I want Jerry Mathers to say, gee, Jimmy, can I borrow some of your Arabian Nights? That's name that was a cologne, Wally. He always would borrow Wally's Here's a t- I watch the show a lot. TikTok star for $15. Okay. Who? 
I don't even know. <laughs> so, so I don't know how much Jerry is. We can do Larry. You got to. You got to go. Let's get on there. It's all. Let's get yeah, on. There. We got to okay, do. Okay. Well, who, we'll do a group. If Here. each of you had to choose someone you wanted to do a cameo. Oh wow, that's a good to one. you. Who would it be? That's pretty cool. I know. Uh, that's let's a see. Question. Hmm, that's a great question, actually. Um, Aside from the beef. Uh well, you know, he's a friend. I love Franco Harris, one of my all-time oh, yeah. all-timers for me, and Rocky Blairness gets up. Leave to Beaver. I'm here to send you some happy greetings. And thank you so much for being such a devoted fan of our show. Huh? You know, I had an amazing time working with the wonderful cast and crew and getting into so many fun adventures as the beaver. And you know what? I grew up in your living room. Your brother <laughs> Joe tells me, me that you are the best older sister in the whole world. And he loves you so very much. Scare me a little. You are always <laughs> there sweet. for him. And he appreciates how loyal and caring you are your relationship with joe okay it sounds like chris <laughs> hansen's gonna stop in here so why don't you sit down here <laughs> do you Beaver? have to pay more if they go on for more than yeah. 30 jimmy seconds? you oh, could God. do better than I, all these people we got I, all right we're gonna jimmy, get on there let's get on let's there. create let's do it let's call it yinzer i don't know a oh, yinzer, yeah, you guys gotta do it we'll do it it'll be 9.95 seriously yeah. make a nice reasonable price oh, you can price. charge at least 12 yeah That's i think ridiculous. i would put us on the level of Butch Patrick, Eddie Munster. We're in that level. We're not quite Beaver. We're at Eddie Munster. We're at Eddie Munster, <laughs> Munster level. So, you know. Who would you say is the most <laughs> famous person you ever met face to face? Oh, face I know to they face. play that I don't know, game. It's a hard Who's call. in your contact list? You, you guys have Michael met Jordan. many more famous people than Michael me. Jordan's Michael Jordan's big. probably the most famous I've ever met face to face. I've met a lot, famous. but I'm not trying to pick. I mean, um, I was on a phone with Larry Richard and Jimmy Crent. Thank you. <laughs> You've interviewed some I big have, politicians but, but, too. Yeah, yes, um, old politicians, no longer with That's us. Gerald Sheila. Ford, President Ford. That's or so they, come on, uh, President Ford. That's historic. Yeah, it's historic. Bill Clinton. They're, well, there oh, you go. That's another one. Go. Now your name dropping. Let me guess what now he said to you. <laughs> hey, Sheila. I just yeah. want to say you look amazing. Huh? How did you know he said that? <laughs> I love Pittsburgh girls because they got those. To find calves from walking them down the hills. <laughs> <laughs> what was he like? Was he nice? So this was out at the Allegheny County Airport. Okay. And he was running for office, so he wasn't yet president. Right. And there were a bunch of us in the press trying to get him to come over and talk to us after he got off the small plane at the Allegheny County Airport. And I was very young and blonde and in high heels and called to him, Mr. Clinton, Mr. Clinton, and he came right over. How about that? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm not what talking to no say? reporter. You used your okay. What appeal. can I say? Hey. To lure Bill Clinton. <sighs> That's all right. That's yeah. awesome. So you said Michael Jordan. I think Bill he's probably the most famous. Yeah. I'll say Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's because oh, huge. Yeah. Because yeah. he's kind there. of a global with his movies. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah. Terminator. Yeah. Everybody, right? And Jimmy and I. Traveling with Bruno Sammartino to Italy was That's pretty big. spectacular. It was. And the fact that Arnold, that was his idol. Yes. Like our idol was Bruno, but so was Arnold, right? I remember him telling that story about he was in a competition weightlifting, mm -hmm. Arnold, and Bruno was one of the judges, and he didn't know who Bruno was. And the other guys that were with him like, you don't know who that guy mm -hmm. is? Because Bruno was the first superstar of the WWF back then. Right. And yeah. Arnold says, I, I don't know who's this guy. Who's this guy, Bruno Zamadino? And he goes, we're taking you to Madison Square Garden. 
And then Arnold says, and you saw this in the documentary, mm-hmm. I went to Madison Square Garden. I see it's packed to the rafters, and here comes Bruno Zamadino. And he was so strong and powerful. He lift guys four or 500 pounds overhead. And I thought, how is this possible? This is not a trick. Mm-hmm. He is the star of all stars, Bruno Zamadino. So, plus, yeah, plus being... You know, in his background story, right? Like Arnold, right. an immigrant, comes over to this country and makes himself a star. So like I'd that. say Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's you. Well, we both met Mike Tyson's. He's up there with known. We both met Tyson, just, right? You got to tell that Tyson story. I was I was at the Super Bowl party, Maxim party, and Tyson was in the corner. No one's around him. People are like looking at him like a invisible, you know, rope, but no one's getting near him. And I go, my buddy Rod said, I got to go, Sam. He says, no, don't do it. And he's that bodyguard. Tyson had a bodyguard, tall, bald guy. So I go walking in, a bald guy, Tyson waves him off. I go, now I had a friend, John Saracino, who was a boxing writer for USA Today, Mm -hmm. and he said he was good friends with Tyson. So that was my aunt. So I walk up and said, Mr. Tyson, pleasure to meet you. And he looks nice, nice guy. I said, hey, uh, John Saracino's uh, radio show in Pittsburgh, and John Saracino's going to be on the show, and I'm I'm sure he'll be happy I met you. He says, you're just such a great guy. And he grabs me. He grabs me and lifts me like in a bear hug, lifts me in my Ribs are like cracking. I mean, really, mm. lifts me tight, and his head is buried into my chest because he's shorter than me. He's wider, but he's short. He's Mike Tyson, he's, and he's he's here muffled. You hear? John Cena was a very dear friend of mine. Please tell him I said hello. I go, I will. Goes, no, no, please promise, promise you'll tell him. And he's crying. I'm like, promise, please, I'll tell him. To, please tell him. I go, I promise you, Mike. I promise. And, he's, and he dropped me, and I scurried away like a like a gazelle that's got out of a lion's mouth. He's got away. It was really intense, but fun. Yeah, it was well, inter- he, an interesting fellow. Bruno nice was man. his hero growing up. That was another, yeah, that's right. That's right. And Larry has the greatest photo of all time with Mike Tyson. I've biting shown you that yeah. before, haven't I? It's, it's a photo like, with it's, Mike Tyson? Yeah. It, it's hysterical. No, I don't remember It's my favorite that. photo. He shows me, and I just fell over. I couldn't so, believe it's laughing so hard. About seven years ago, he came to the studio. He was promoting <laughs> some young fighters, and Bruno was... Here And I had found out from one of his handlers that Bruno was his hero because the guy said, oh, we're in Pittsburgh. This is where his hero lives. I'm, I'm there. Who is his hero? He goes, Bruno San Martino. I'm like, bing. I called Bruno. I said, would you mind surprise Mike with a phone call? So Mike's on the air in the studio live with us, John Shumway and I. We're talking, and I said, I got a surprise for you. He had that look like, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Bruno is on the phone. I go, say hello. He goes, Mike. It's Bruno. He goes, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You turned into like a 12-year-old, right? Oh, my God. I love you, Bruno. He went crazy. Isn't that wild? So after, his guy said, well, Mike's got a big following. Can we take a picture? I go, sure. Well, he's kind of behind me. And everybody's laughing, but I don't know what he's doing. Then that picture comes out. It looks like he's biting my ear off. I wish everybody could It's Tyson reenacting. Mary, look it up. It's the bite. The bite heard around the world. Yes, like Evander Holyfield, but it's Larry. <laughs> and Larry's just completely clueless to which makes it even funnier, man. And, and Tyson is, is just such an amazing force, man. It's ama- I just watched a movie. I, if you're a boxing fan or just, you know, from especially from the 80s and stuff, if you're a little older, uh, even if you're not a little older, if you're younger, watch this. It's on Amazon. It's a movie called The Four Kings. And it talks about that era where uh, Roberto Duran, uh, Tommy Hearns, uh, Hagler, and Sugar Ray Leonard. They owned the boxing in those, that era. If you think about it, it was right after Ali. It was like the 80s, I guess I would say. Yeah, early, mid-80s, mid-late 80s. In the money they were commanding. And it just they go through the whole story of how these fights all developed and how these guys and where they ended up. And it's, it's 
amazing drama. Should be made into a movie. It's called The Four Kings, these guys. And Duran, fascinating guy, man. When he quit that fight in month, the second uh, fight with Leonard, it's, it's amazing. Sheila's like, I just, what well, fight I, I was just, that? I finally realized who the most famous person who? was. Who? Who is You were yeah. looking in your phone. Yeah, I, How can you I, I was trying to remember his name. Elie Wiesel, the Holocaust survivor. Oh, wow. The Pulitzer Prize winner. Okay. Uh, I met him when I was in my wow. early 20s. And wow, talk about powerful. Really? You mean as far as like- Really powerful. In, you mean just like uh, as far as in a room, like like influence you kind of like, wow, yes, this is something. Yes, the stories and talking about humanity. And, okay. Uh, but, you know, I, I wish I had been older when I met him because I think I would have appreciated Right, the understood the, right. the contrast. Of Sometimes the, you just don't when you're younger. But, yeah, if you right. live life. Who's the uh, most famous person in your contacts? You guys, I told you. Thank you. Yeah. Larry, Jimmy? Larry. Larry Rich is my main, most famous. <laughs> <laughs> I got a strong role of X. I can't reveal. They'll get mad, right? You know, not to tell, right? You can't reveal yeah. who you have. I, no, it, that sounds good. We've got Donny Iris in our. That was the Rolodex one. That's the one I wasn't I supposed Jane to reveal. Seymour. That. Yeah, Larry. Tell wait us a second. About James Larry Seymour. kills me with. Larry kills Larry's me with. Larry's been hanging people. around. With Larry Jane knows. Seymour. Larry knows everybody. What am I saying? I, I, I'll finish. We'll, my we'll finish this episode with a Jane Seymour story. So Jane was okay. a Bond girl. She was a model first, and she was in Live and Let Die. She was in War and Remembrance. She gave you her number. Uh, so, yeah, I got I'm her number. So impressed. But we went going out on a date. Two next things week. So happened. Impressed. We went to dinner uh, when they flew in. Yeah. Elliot Felcioni, the executive director of the Bradenton Convention and Visitors Bureau, had created this relationship where her open heart sculpture is down in the Manatee River in Bradenton. We're the sister city. I said one of those sculptures would look beautiful here in Pittsburgh, on Mount Washington or wherever. So they worked it out where she's done it. It's here, and they're deciding where to put it, right? All because of So Larry. she came into that Celebrity Care Fest. For the HM3 this past week, yeah. Independent Spar- Fund, $300,000 raised for Steelers, Pirates, Penguins. Yeah, it was a big deal. Right. And Jane Sculpture was there, and they had a dinner, and she was there and talked about the meaning behind it. Her mother was a Dutch national who was imprisoned in a Japanese jungle camp for wow. three years during World War II. Horrific things that happened to her, and the only way she survived, she told Jane, her daughter, is I decided you have to reach out to other people and help other people and kind of that's your way is to open your heart to love and love will find a way in. So after that, everybody looking at the sculpture was like, oh, well, that kind of takes on a whole new meaning. So one of the movies she's in is Wedding Crashers where she has this scene with <laughs> Owen Wilson where she exposes her breast. She's the wife of the daughter that's getting married, and they're in the house, and she kind of sneaks into okay. the bedroom. Okay. You never saw it. Oh, this? I did, yeah, it's a long time ago. Kitty yeah, Cat. A... Oh, so, yeah, I do remember that. That was her. I, I just saw it connected. Yeah. So it's funny because when I had her on the radio, all my friends were texting me or sending me memes of Kitty Cat. Kitty cat. <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at her, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm trying to be trying not, try not to look. So we're at dinner because they had come late and they wanted to know where they could get a good. She likes fish, so seafood. Yeah. I sent her to Off the Hook in Warrendale. Right, right. And she's sitting at the table and we're talking. And all of a sudden she says, you know, I do a lot of social media. And, uh, you know, that's how you stay relevant these days, my people say. And, you know, it's <laughs> not like back in the day when I got these. Uh, and uh, she uh, grabs uh, her 
Yeah, you know, and those. I'm sitting there, Breasts, and, and I, say it. I didn't want to look, right? Because I didn't want to be that guy. Be respectful, right? yeah, of course. And, but this, the waiter comes over, and his face. <laughs> I was, he, he's like, wait a minute, there's Jane Seymour at the table doing oh this. Would you like, like milk, ma'am? Yeah, and, <laughs> and then we went to the Heinz History Center because she wanted to know. Where can we go? They needed to kill some time on Friday. So yeah. we set it up with Andy Masick, who's the president and CEO, and he gave right. us this amazing tour. And while we're walking through there, there were a lot of people, and they would recognize Jane. Right. But here's what I heard from somebody, somebody like me, a Yenzer, yeah. and, and this is what I heard. Hey, I seen that weatherman with Dr. Quinn Medicine. Morning. No. <laughs> There's something going on in here. Something's happening in this time. And I said, that's, that's, awesome. that's the truth. That's the greatest. I see Dr. Quinn Metz. So, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. We want to thank Dick Roberts, our producer, our special guest, Harry, who didn't say anything. But thanks, Harry. Anyone that's been a lifelong friend of Jimmy's still in therapy, right, Jim? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Jim Patolsky, one of our partners from Face for Radio Productions. Episode 41, guys. Hard to believe. We're climbing. We've been around for a while. Go to the there. new Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, to listen to all the podcasts, a lot of great audio resources there, and kdkradio.com. Episode 41. That's a wrap. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.